Welcome back to the family table. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Noah. The coffee pot is on. Pull up a chair and let's chat. And if it sounds a little different tonight... Maybe we should just give a second. Let him listen. Right on time. What are the sounds you hear? Maybe it's... Crickets. Crickets. Maybe it's... I think there's a few cicadas I hear. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's my collie driving me nuts. Murphy! Murphy, relax. Or maybe it's the baby goats that you hear. And they're not just one or two. We did something this week. What's, what do the people say? Look who did a thing. I don't know. Is <laughs> what they do? I don't know if people actually say that. Um, we are sitting outside at our home looking at not one. Not to, I'm not going to play that game because it would take too darn long to get there. Nine new goats. Yes. Oh, and um, five of those are babies. So, sorry, Elizabeth is... We're keeping an eye on Murphy. We have these new goats. They're all girls. There's four moms and five dolings. Um... And they, some of them are as young as like two days old, and uh, some of the some of the babies are within the last couple of weeks. Uh, they're all very little. And today, I built Pat and I built my father-in-law helped me a new pen and a new barn on a new barn spot. And I am exhausted, but. Uh, the new fence is the nicest fence I've ever put together, and um, we put the dogs in with them. And Eleanor is a is a what do you say? Uh, LGD. LGD livestock guardian dog. And specifically, she's a Great Pyrenees. Great Pyrenees. That's the one I was. I could not figure out. Okay, you gonna move Murphy? <coughs> Sorry about that. And uh, Eleanor is doing great. She, we taught her the perimeter, and I walked her and walked her and walked her. And Murphy is a great boy. I've never had any problems, but he's was with our other goats. But he keeps trying to mount the new big goats, and so we're afraid he's going to hurt one of the dolings. So Elizabeth's going over to um, take him to back to his other pen. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, so she'll be back with us in just a second. But it has been quite a uh, week of decision-making. You know, I think last time we talked, one of the, le the comments I left you all with was, well, next time we talk, we want to discuss how far do we want to go with this homestead? Meaning, is it, are we just going to have a few animals and just kind of more pets or are we going to really go for it and um, do a few things that will help us with food? Uh, like, I don't want to just be homestead chic. I think Elizabeth uh, is a phrase Elizabeth likes to use, where it's Instagram popular. <coughs> yes, we have chickens, 
But, you know, is that it? Or is it just for show? And we never thought, I never thought we were doing that. But um, I also don't want to lose my mind and be like, oh, I have to do everything myself. Where I have to raise field corn and soybeans so I can grind the feed myself to feed my animals that then feed me and then I compost them and their manure helps my garden and my garden grows the seed corn. I mean, it doesn't have to be the whole circle of life. We want to get more reli uh, reliant, uh, have a resiliency. Um, if I'm being totally honest, and Elizabeth's coming back here, she's from putting Murphy in the pen. When COVID happened, and I wasn't freaked out really at all. It was whenever we started going to groceries, and there was a, a little hiccup in the supply chain, and everything was harder to get. And I didn't, I didn't like that I had voluntarily outsourced all these skills and just assumed other people would be doing it for me the rest of my life. I trust that they could do that. Like, I don't think there's going to be any point in time where I can't, I'm not going to go to the grocery store and it's not going to be there. I, I, that's not why I'm doing this. I felt like uh, lazy and, um, you know, I also wasn't making the greatest food lifestyle choices. Casey's Pizza, for example, was a food group in my life. And that's not real food. And that contributes to uh, me being a larger person and you know, high blood pressure and all sorts of stuff. So for health reasons, for peace of mind reasons, I wanted to do more for myself. And I didn't know exactly what it looked like. We found a guy who sold us some chickens. And we started with 12. And that was two years ago. 2000. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Your uncle was with, was still with us. 20? December 2020? After COVID, after the lockdowns, but yes. Right, right. So three, almost three years ago. Wow. Is that right? Is that possible? Is that possible? Yeah. Because I remember when, when the lockdown happened, I had that realization. I think he's okay. He's not going to bug, bug us. Okay. Sorry uh, if you hear the dog. If you hear out. the dog, he's just barely making a blip on the waveform. We're fine. Well, now he's upset. The dog's upset because his best friend is Eleanor, and she's went in with other goats. So now she's probably freaking out. He's not over here with right. her. But sorry, make bad choices. It, yeah. When COVID kind of started, everybody started going to chickens, and it was really hard to get things, and prices went up. And I had kind of given up, but then a man down the street, how was that? My neighbor, my friend Ben, told us that his neighbor was thinking about moving, mm -hmm. and I contacted him, and we ended up with this wonderful deal of a dozen birds, and um, uh, a coop, and a ten-hole nesting box, right? Uh, all for $200, but then your uncle, is what I was talking about, Uncle Don, was supposed to help us with the tractor and um, wagon, and he was late, and he was late, and he was late. And the more that, and I told this at, at, at Don's eulogy there, um, the more he was late, the more free stuff the guy kept giving us. We walked out of there with like $1,500 worth of 
wood and you know lumber so much and stuff. Uh, cages and birds right. and feed and just all sorts of watering supplies. And so it was a really big win for us. We got home and we liked our little, oh, the, the, all the dog panel, uh, what do you call those kennels? Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost two full sets of dog kennels, so eight uh, 10-foot sections. Uh-huh. And we use those all the time. Um, and so that was really great. And we never thought about moving to a farm. No. We never thought about processing our own meat birds or anything like that. It was really just exciting to have, have our own eggs and to have a little bit of taste of that life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think we thought much beyond just having a garden was going to go much beyond that. It definitely kind of planted a seed of life. Absolutely. Oh. You know, I think people have asked, have asked us a lot recently, like, how's being at the new house? Like, how's, you know, all the animal, all, kind of just asking. And I keep coming back to, I see, I see these moments looking back over our entire relationship. So dating us back, however many years that is, 19 years, of these little things that have happened. And it, at the time... It didn't think twice about. It. it was like it was leading us to this exact moment of exactly where we needed to be, and I think that brings a lot of peace in our decisions, and that brings a lot of this is where we need to be um, for real. Our very first, it wasn't a date. The very first time we spent together outside of being in class together huh. was one one day in theater. You said something about wanting to go to the was it cross country or track track. Girls track sectional over yeah. in Terre Haute. And I said, oh, I'll go. She was like, I don't want to go alone. And I said, oh, I'll go with you. Now, I had been trying to get an opening <laughs> with this girl for a long time. She was dating somebody. And, you know, I was never going to try to get in the middle of that. But I would even that, even that fellow just kind of asked like, oh, how are things going through Elizabeth? Just praying for him to say, she dumped me. Oh, stop it. And uh, he's a wonderful guy and he's still friendly. But um, we went to that sectional. Of course, you know, I'm a big enthusiast of <laughs> girls' track, high school girls' track. Uh, and luckily, thank God, we were rained out. And uh, you and I went to, where'd we go? We went to Rural King. We went to Rural King. Which is like the very first seeds of what we're literally sitting out in right now. Right. We, y'all, right. we are sitting out in the moonlight. We it's are. maybe what, 1030? I have no idea. I don't know. 1045. It's been a long day. The moon is almost full. It's like you could like, you could like harvest almost in it. Right. And we're sitting here watching our new, I don't know, half acre fence full of our new milk supply. Talking about guardian dogs. Uh, we are wild. <laughs> the wind is, I mean. Like, it's almost, I hate to say it, it's almost cold out. Like I really, I went and got a cardigan. I can almost use a blanket. Because I think about the this the wildest last, week of weather. Oh, it was, I kept calling, texting Noah, this is the devil's armpit. <laughs> it was real temperature up over it was 100. It, it just was, oh, you'd watch the like, car and sweat. And we had to get like this area prepared for the goats, and the kids were such troopers. We had these like big jobs 
to do. Like one day we just had to move pieces of concrete and brick. And it was, so, I think it, that day it felt like, what did I say, 114 or something? Yes. And the sweat was just like dripping off the kids and they just stuck with it and we got it done. I paid a lot in popsicles and like just, oh my goodness. But yeah, we did it. We did it. So I hate to even say it's, it's probably not even that cold out, but just we're used to this terrible heat. Yeah, it's like 92 and it feels <laughs> wonderful. That's probably what? I 65 well, maybe. I guess I have a phone right oh, here. I can look up technology. the... I've got nothing for you. But we're sitting out in lawn chairs. In a freshly mowed area. It's 70 degrees. Oh, my gosh. This wow. Listening and being quiet a few minutes. I know. Uh, it's awesome. It's a, I just feel, do you feel grateful right now? Just peaceful? I do. I tell you, I feel the most grateful that I feel... Uh, how do I want to say this? I know that there's a creator who has a plan for my life. A plan for good things, not to bring us harm. I, re I read that somewhere, you know. Uh, <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> I, I have recently been around uh, a lot of my acquaintances and, and, and some people that I run around with, and they don't have that. Right. And their life oftentimes feels like it's in turmoil. And I thought it then, and I've been thinking about it all a lot recently. All summer, really. Just all yeah. summer. Like, I am so thankful that I get have the blessing of a plan before us. It's not always going to be easy. I'm not going to understand no. it. But I'm living right now in a world of very thankful for that plan and thankful that the plan has brought me to you and to where we are out here. And these milk goats I'm looking at, like... <laughs> Man, what if what if the plan he had for me was like, I don't know, the streets of Chicago? I was gonna say mini donkey. That was the plan. <sighs> I knew that conversation would be starting soon. No, I'm just teasing. You're right. Like, what if we had this conversation last night about like, what if we had chosen different paths, or we had fought right. against where we were being drawn to? How different our life would be, and so I'm just grateful we because we believe we, in free will. We do. We believe we could have went, went we against listened. the plan that was oh, laid out for us and re absolutely. and rebelled as is our nature, and ended up you know. Noah told me this week. Well, I said something like, "Listen, I'm a rule follower." <laughs> and he laughed in my face. Yeah, because okay. I was like, "I am a rule follower. I don't like to break the rules." And he said. Only you follow the rules only when you make the rules. It's exactly true. <laughs> I don't believe that. Some of you know me. Is that true? Like, I feel sort of attacked here. That now, you and I are both very obedient right. to the rules. But you and I also know how rules get made, and uh, we that's go it. make the rules. That's, uh, maybe that's it. No, none of my friends or really any human I've talked to um, has ever expressed an interest in running for any kind of public office. And I'm like, don't you all realize that's how you get to make the rules? Like, education is really bad about griping and complaining. Right. And we just went through, since we've talked last, school's back in session uh, for me at the public high school I teach at. And it's been a really great first start of the year. The, but the opening meet day meetings are always... A joke. A joke. And, you know, all these new and different rules that the state puts out. And Have you seen um, that GIF 
or meme or real. I know that's not right. Meme. And if you watch The Office, which I feel like we reference a lot on this podcast, um, it's Mike. It's Steve Carell as Michael Scott, and he has like this. What's his face called? Like deadpan or yeah. I don't know, just like scowl or whatever. It's one of my favorites. I send it a lot to people because he's just like disgusted. And no, he's not. He's talking to Toby. Right, but the face looks like disgusted and just like dead. His eyes are dead and he's dead inside his heart. He's talking to his HR rep. Um, that was my face the entire <laughs> opening meeting. And so at the opening meeting, if you aren't familiar with education, the whole like corporation shows up. It's not just like your department or your school. Um, so, and all the schools sort of like sit together. Well, I'm the only one from my school there. So I get stuck of where to sit. So Noah was kind enough this year to invite me to sit with his group. Um, and at one point he was like, you need to make your face look nicer because <laughs> we have a new These superintendent. People do pay the bills, dear. <laughs> yeah, they pay our bills. Stop scowling. Act like you're interested in this. Fake it until you <laughs> Fake it. die. I mean, I make like, it. I was like, this... I hate this though. He's like, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to change your face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could say I've always been really excited about you coming and sit with me during those. No. But you, year one, I was like, I feel like I was going to school with my sister. Like, you don't know me, and I don't know you, and you have your own <laughs> friends, and you go do my thing, and don't, you know that. I'm like, I like stood in the back of myself. <laughs> I had nobody to sit with because I felt so awkward to break into these school groups, and finally. A former teacher saw me and was oh. like, do you want to come sit with us? I thought you'd sit with Noah. And I was like, I did too. Yeah. And I got home and I was like, never again. <laughs> but now, you guys made, let me. I don't, after this year, you may not let me sit back with you after having a bad face the whole time. Yeah. Oh, well. well. Anyways. Anyway. What were, I'm sorry. I feel like I, I trailed your conversation. Oh, Murphy. Uh, See, hear that, hear that howl? That's, no, his, I'm, that's his I'm lonely howl. Whenever gonna, we're going to make him do a night of it. We are. And we'll come back tomorrow during the day, and we'll give it another go. Try it again. Um, it's a whole establishing dominance thing. That's all it is. That's all it is. But it's 11 o'clock at night, for the Pete's sake, leave him alone. Okay? Um, when we... <laughs> when we travel, like that one time a year on vacation... Um, a lot, of, a lot of years he has stayed with um, Noah's parents for yeah. the week. And they say, he howls the whole week. He just is lonely. And we had never heard him howl before until they had a record incident. But right now, this is his I'm lonely, I'm lonely howl. Um, I don't know what you were talking about. I mean, we were talking about how we got to where we are. But school's back in session. School's back. Um since we talked to you last, I can't even tell you when the last podcast was. It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Was it the Colts camp? Is it? That's your phone. Yeah, oh. Colts camp. So, a month, almost a month ago. Sheesh, man. Listen, we're going to do better. Did we talk about the processing day? I can't remember. I don't know. Huh? I don't know. Well, we'll just do a quick overview of what's been going on for a little bit, and it kind of ties in what you're saying. Um... They, since we talked to you last, uh, we had about 30 people over to our house for a processing day um, for turkeys, and it was so great. 
um, we let people learn how turkeys were processed and, and chickens. We did some roosters too, the roosters that we had. We show them how they live. We show them the area they live in. And, yes, and, give a full uh, overview. Get a little bit surprising. I think, I think people don't think about raising turkeys. Like I, we have seen an abundance of wild turkeys in our area this year. Amelia is determined to catch one. Yeah. Go for it, girl. She will, too. There is a um, rafter of turkeys down the oh, road from us. Oh, I was going to say a gaggle. Nope. It's a rafter of turkeys. It's not a murder? It's not. It's crows. A rafter of turkeys down the road. It's like a family, too. Like a, a, two adults and babies. And she wanted me to let her out one day to catch a baby. And she would. She would. She is fearless. So, and with people always like, oh, I don't want to come to a processing day. And I try to encourage them of like, you don't have to come. It's not for everybody. But if you come, no, you don't have to. You can see as much or as little as you want. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to touch it. If you, you just want to come for the snacks, because we'll, we always will have great snacks. Bring a side dish and set up lunch and chit chat with the folks over there. That's sure, fun. that's great. But we had something for all ages and all um, levels of who wanted to be here. And I think it was a really successful day. We hope to have another one in the future, um, probably next. We have a small one this like this fall, but probably another one like in the spring, maybe or even just once a year. I'm not for sure. But it was so great, and it was so nice having people here. It was sort of our first party, I guess, here. Yeah. And one yeah, of our dear friends, Betsy, said only the Coleys would make a party out of butchering <laughs> turkeys, yeah. and that's true. So we had that, and then uh, we started school, and then the week after that, my best friend Maggie and her family, Jeremy, Ella, and Owen, they came and stayed a week with us, and it was awesome. just what we all needed. I, it was lifting to our spirits. Um, it was nice to catch up. They live in the state of New York, and so we don't, while Maggie and I talk, I would say daily, um, we see each other once or twice a year, and... It's so reassuring when we get together. You can just pick right back up. The kids just fold back in to where they mm -hmm. are as friends. And it was, we filled, put a lot of adventure and life into that week they were here. We had time where we sat home. And because all of our kids love to make crafts. So there was. Especially perler beads. Perler beads, painting, all that stuff. But we had a rainy day, and at first, like, oh no, is it a rainy day? But I just was like, all right, crafts for everyone, and they loved it. Like, yeah. there was crafts everywhere, and um, it was just so nice. And I think sometimes it's hard for people to say, like, yeah, come stay in my home, or even just like, come over, like, come over and hang out, or whatever, because you're like, oh, this isn't done, or my house isn't picked up this way, or this or that. But I think if you wait for things to be perfect, You'll never get there. And so let that guard down. Let people stay with you or let people share a meal with you because it was just, it was really good. And so we're already planning for the next one. We called it, we combined our last names, we called it Colefly Camp. And um, we made shirts for it. And I mean, it was Camp Colefly, but it's fine. Uh huh? It was Camp Colefly. It wasn't Colefly Camp. Colfly, it, was... it was Colefly Camp at Camp Colefly. Oh, okay. And we did that way because then it could happen in New York, it could happen in Indiana, it could happen yep. halfway in Ohio. And it's funny, when we were out in public, all the kids would yell, Colefly camp this way. And it was it was just really so sweet. fantastic. We took the kids bowling for the I first time. I, I, our kids have never been bowling. And um, 
all of our kids really enjoy sports, watching sports, playing sports. Yep. Um, but bowling, they never had done. And Elliot walked up, and the first thing he did was roll a strike. And I was like, he turned and just kind of strutted. Strutted away, like, oh, no big deal. Tossed his I was like, now long hair behind I was him. Like, and oh my goodness, is he like a what do they call that? A, a prodigy to apply to sports? I don't know. Protege. Prod- <laughs> I don't know. Prodigy. What's what's the prod? He's a prodigal. The prodigal son. No. Uh, no. He's not a prodigal son. They. they it was good. He then the next the next roll guttered both of them. So I think you got to strike the first. I did too, too and I was like, like, "Oh my gosh!" And this? I did not. Okay, Noah. Noah picks up things very easily, very quickly, very easily. He researches. He knows the things. He is terrible at bowling. I don't care. Terrible at bowling. Like I, Amelia nearly beat him. Oh, that's true. Benjamin got seventy. I got seventy-five. I'm a grown man, okay? <laughs> it was painful to watch him bowl. Like, I, you you needed to go down with the children to have the bumper, like, right. the bumper guards up because you are terrible. And I just, I'm shocked by that because you're so good at everything that it just cracks me up. You're terrible at bowling. Yeah. Bowling! Uh, well, the first thing is, I really, I don't care. I'm just there to have fun. Yeah, I think he says that because he's actually Everyone terrible. gets a trophy. <laughs> no, I really don't care. I, I... I never roll the ball the same way twice. Why? Like, like uh, listen, if I were just to stand there and have the same pattern and roll the ball straight uh, with no curve or anything, sure, I could probably get a couple hundred. Get a 77? Yeah, I'd do fine. But to me, it's far more interesting with uh, no professional training um, <laughs> to no try to figure out how they do that whole spin hook. And so, like, I would like spin hook it and get one, and then I would try to roll on quasi straight or try reverse it. Uh, and I just don't care. I like to see the ball go whoa and come back over and hit the pin. Okay. I was going to say pins up, but that didn't happen very often. <laughs> Never. And I'm good with that. You know what? The one time in six years I go bowling and I get fourth place I'm, I'm cool with that i think though the kids are like the kids want to start a bowling league like they are super they were like we need a homeschool bowling league <laughs> they were so excited about it um, yes yeah, so if they could put one upstairs in the house if i could build them one upstairs <laughs> and um, you said absolutely and like, i don't have the heart to tell them like hey if i ever hooked up that Wii, you could play bowling on that but uh, it's not the same okay what I threw that wee away. Oh. Oops. So are you saying it went wee, wee, wee? It did. Uh, but that's not the only game that we played this break. Oh, yes. So we would put the kids to bed, kind of normal-ish bedtime, like Nine. maybe a little later. But we had such full days, I think they would say like, oh, we're not tired, we're going to bed. But actually they were all ready to like go to bed. Sorry, I'll be doing on. So what happens when we do like these podcasts like after eleven? I just start after to I build a fence all day right. and I drive four hours. Four hours to these goats. <laughs> these goats with all the now kids. Now we're sitting outside in the cool, letting the ambiance drinking decaf, sleepy time tea or something. I know. We, our friend Jeremy, we thought like, oh, we'll just play cards, and he's like, actually, I brought a board game with me. Do you want to try it? Um, and it was called a board game called Wingspan. Yes, and it's. Sort of a strategy game, 
but not so serious of a strategy game like Risk or I don't know your strategy games actually. It's, not, it's like Risk. a non-competitive strategy game because not, you and you could still sit and talk. Like you would yes. sit and visit because your only moves affect hurt me. you. Yeah, it can only help you. On a few right, things, right. So um, we played it. But when he broke it out, the first round was I was like, rough. "What the heck is this I like, nerd?" I, I'm like, <laughs> I just have a deck of cards. Let's just go to that. Listen, we had at one point in time to make old mother hubbard's shoe <laughs> so that you could roll some dice through it and the dice were not dice like numbers it was an amoeba a was that the word? cherry uh grain fish a wheat and a rat was the side of the dice <laughs> it was what and the combination was like the six side and so i'm like what are, what are we doing so I, like you literally had to like it was probably like 10 inches tall you built this like birdhouse looking thing you would roll it and it would like come out and then there was pieces upon pieces it was like this is your moving pieces these are your cards these are, you have to get eggs and it made no sense it i was just so no confused slow, no sense and it took like it, the side of the game said what 40 to 70 minutes yeah right and i think the first game took us like three and a half hours At about two hours i'm like oh i can i get it i Right. To get this. So that was the first night, but then we played it every night, and by the end, it was like we all got it, and it was a lot of fun. And we're trying to find a way to virtually like play it together, um, yeah. together, and we really enjoyed it. We really, uh, if you'll be patient, it's a lot of fun to play with like four, like four people. Right, right. So wingspan, it was if, you, if you're local and like wingspan. It's not cheap though. It's like. Fifty it was like or sixty dollars, yeah. like that, yeah, like yeah. for a board, a board of it. But it could be one of those things, like Trivial Pursuit was back in its day. I don't know if you have ever heard of that. I know what it is. I never played it. When it came out in the eighties or whatever, oh my gosh, everybody had it. You took it to parties for Trivial Pursuit. It was a big, big, big deal. Wow. Yeah, there's all sorts of uh, st like economy like business type of stories about the revolutionary power of trivial pursuit I huh. learned about in you know business college so right right that was great um let's talk about these goats a little more okay uh, I kind of while you were dealing with Murphy saying that I don't know if you remember this when we left them last we said what do we actually want to be right what does our homestead want to what's our percentage of because homestead like the whole point of a homestead is you are providing what you need everything serves its purpose for you um you don't have things that don't serve a purpose so where do we fall into that to by the um, way you may not be able to hear me but can you not hear me now walking away from me with i was counting he goat heads <laughs> <laughs> can you not hear me oh you were like just like thinking we were maintaining a conversation, I was just going to whisper to the audience. Oh, you, she has no idea because it's exactly you got the microphone, so it was just funny. You don't have a microphone either. Yeah, I do. It was just funny. Like you were gone forty feet away from me looking for goats. Oh, I was just gonna, you can't hear me. Yeah. Well, then walk with me. Oh, I have to get up. Yeah. Um, cool, 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 cool. That's the point of a homestead: is you provide what you need, but. Is it plausible to have 100%? I don't think it's plausible to have 100% of what you need. 
I think there has to be some sort of outsourcing of some things. Um, but where do we fall in that percentage? Do we fall at 80%? And, you know, and so um, we've been in that conversation a lot. And what are areas that we can easily provide for our family and either, even other families around us? Can I say it's, it's not necessarily going to make food cheaper? No, not at all. Uh, my friend, my friend Ben and I have this conversation a lot, and he keeps saying, "Like, why would you do this if it's just as expensive to go down to the store and do it?" It's uh, just kind of a connection of like, "Oh, I know where this came from," or and, right. And there is a lot of health benefits. There's a lot of health benefits. to it, and uh, I'm more into that. And there, and if you can save a little here or there, that's uh -huh. a win. Um, but there's a lot of pride in being able to to make make it or or um, at least know how to do it is I think big too we're also just kind of weird oh we're super weird we know this we're super weird um, some people I, we really enjoy it like we enjoy doing the hard thing um, of you know we don't, we don't do this yet but I'm sure it's in our future buying a bucket of wheat berries and grinding our own flour. Right. We think it tastes better. We uh, just like the extra. Y'all, I'm literally running around this goat pence <laughs> chasing after her, and she is so fast. <laughs> I'm asthmatic. It's going to come across. Uh, I'm walking so slow, too. Um, we like the hard. We like it hard, okay? You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're going to do these goats. So right Four now moms, they all have young babies on them. I think the oldest one is like three and a half weeks old. So they're gonna stay and nurse their moms for a while, not for maybe like for another few weeks to a month, um, and then they're all there. Good deal. And then we will start. Um, milking them for our own benefit now goat milk have you ever had it no i haven't either I haven't either i hear kind of just jumping in i hear when it's done well it's fantastic there's a few things that i know can we start waddling back to our chairs now we can i'm just watching them so we have this nice opening to the barn for them and then we have this like Junkies. old opening that has old concrete and stuff in it they and they really keep like choosing that one to go in noah says it's because they want to get to their mountain goat roots yeah they like to climb they do as long as that goat doesn't climb out of that fence right there and jump out i'll they. be just fine yeah um goat milk these are nigerian dwarf goats and they're known for having a super high butterfat content. Now, what's funny is I didn't know anything about butterfat until, I don't know, three weeks ago. Uh, we were at your grandma's house and they had whole milk and they had 2%. And I was like, I don't get this whole 2% of what? 2% what? Like it's only 2% milk and it's 98% water or what? And I knew we had 1% before and we've had skim and I didn't understand what the difference was. So 
whole milk from a cow is everything that comes out of the cow. It's all there. They process it and whatnot. Uh, you know, pasteurize it, heat it up a little bit to kill any bacteria. But uh, a cow produces milk that has three to three and a half percent uh, cream or butter or uh, yeah, cream fat in it. If you buy two percent, they've skimmed off uh, you know a percentage, one percent. If you buy one percent, they've taken two percent of the milk. And if they've taken all of the cream, which is what we buy half and half and whipping cream and butter and cheese, then what's left is skim milk. And some of you are saying, no doy. <laughs> but they didn't teach me that back in public school. No, I'm just kidding. Like, why they would probably they? did. You weren't they listening. They probably did. I'm supposed to read it sometimes. No, I, did you, I took a foods class. Did you take a foods class? I never did take a foods class. Oh, it's a great class. I never took any foreign language classes, oh, which man. is awesome. Uh, I didn't have to deal with everybody hated foreign Except language. Except for, here's the deal. I recently ran into my um, foreign language yeah. teacher, and I was telling two of our good friends from high school about it, and they're like, oh my gosh, and they started spouting off all this German they remembered, and I was like, uh, yeah. I've got nothing, like yeah. nothing, no. and Noah was like, oh yeah, bull, yeah. and he, I was like, how do you know this? Like, Shout out Cole and Christine. Yeah. Um, I... I was had homeroom with that German teacher, and so there was stuff on the board and, you know, whatever. And I could sing you, like, that little German song about the three hats. Mein Hut, it hot, dry, again, that's all I've got. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I was trying to think of a German name of that for you, but... Uh, <laughs> I they were, they were, over here. <laughs> they were like, oh, remember your German name? And I was like, we had names? Like, yeah. was I there? Like... <laughs> Yeah, didn't know like Guten Tag even or anything like that. So that's a win for me. It is. Back to the milk. So that's a cow, right? Goat milk, specifically Nigerian dwarf goat milk, at its prime, when it's been uh, freshened. So freshened is uh, we've got a kid, a baby, and uh, the baby. They have the baby, and a couple weeks or months after that, it's in full force yeah. production. Uh, Nigerian dwarf goats can get upwards of 14% milk fat. So, uh, that's why people say it tastes so delicious. And what they like about it is that you don't have to drink it full strength if you don't want to. You could get a cream separator. But that get, provides them a lot more cream to do their cheese making and whipped cream and all the other things that you like to do and i don't really understand how the soap works yeah i'm not for sure uh i don't i just well, we're gonna learn about it but um that it's kind of like just a lot of it gives you all the lot more good stuff and i know that um its milk is more homogenized meaning that like it doesn't separate naturally as great than, than cows. You can kind of like see a line. With goats, it's not quite that same way. Right. You have to have to use a cream separator to get all, all, of, out, all of it out. But. And you don't milk 12 months a year, your Correct. goats. Um, you milk them, like obviously they have to come into milk and they do that by having a baby. And then um, you, you start milking them six to eight weeks after they, they kid. And then you milk them 
four, five-ish months. Is that right? Four to five months. Uh -huh. um, you can milk them while, they're, while they've been bred again um, for about one to two months into their pregnancy. Then you mm -hmm. stop to give their body a break and they'll dry up and kind of reset. Mm -hmm. So. And so we've got four adults right now, but the kids next year, we could, you know, we could take half of them and breed Stagger them. their breeding <coughs> right. so you never, if you, if this is our sole <coughs> me. milk source, and that's what we want it to be, then you would stagger them so you're never, you're always Without. having somebody to milk. And um, the thing we're trying to decide right now, which seems very small in the scheme of things, is what time are we going to milk? Yeah. Because you're like, well, just pick a time and go with it. But you have to be committed to that time. Uh, you could vary like 15 minutes to a half hour, but that's but about not it. an hour. Not an hour. That's what we learned yesterday from our friend who does live off of goat milk. The family does. They have they have a little different. They don't have dwarf goats, but they have the right, bigger right. milking goats. But like 15 minutes to a half hour, sure. But an hour, you're going to mess it all up. They're either going to be bulging or they're not going to you know, miss that the hour of production. Yeah. yeah. So we're just trying to decide like... What do we ever stop? We always have grand plans of waking up early. <laughs> uh, you know, what? I never had an ounce of discipline in my life. But maybe by tomorrow. God, tomorrow I'm going to wake <laughs> up and I'm going to change the world before right. I go to work. It, right now, at first I thought, oh, evening, definitely. And I was like, but what if we're at a friend's house or what right. if we're, you know, I have to work later? Is there evening plan here? Um, so, like, it really should probably be morning. But that just seems crazy. I'm leaning toward 4 o'clock right now. A.M.? No. No. <laughs> Shut your dirty mouth. No. See, I was leaning towards 6 a.m. Well, then I'll never get to milk a goat. <laughs> so, we have a couple weeks to figure that out. We'll, we'll just... Yeah. So, that's see. a... We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll let you know next time. But we have made the decision that it would be really good for us to... Try the dairy route. Yes. Okay? Um, Again, because that's that serving the purpose. With our meat goats, yeah, their purpose is to provide meat. Um, and we have a few that we're going to go that route and butcher and see what we think. But that just right. is hard. <laughs> well, and these are good for the 4-H yes. showing. I like them to have... I don't like them to be dual purpose in the fact that, oh, we, these are meat and dairy goats. No, no, no. I like that they're dairy goats, but that they can be shown and be com quasi-competitive. Right. Uh, you know, I, the judge is not going to laugh at us. For Hopefully not. I think I'm real pleased with, with them. I am too. They also have a real, um, they don't eat tons and tons because they're dwarf. And so maybe the feed bill will go down a little bit. And for the first time, they've got pasture. And um, they have a lot waiting for them. A lot. Grown up, yeah. So, goats are here. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays out. We get to use the barn. We have an old wooden barn that, like, your great-grandfather would have definitely used. Yes, yes. <coughs> That's so. been an almost emotional part of the week, is mm -hmm. working in the barn again. Half of the barn is usable, and the other half needs some serious structural work. So, really, until this week, we've sort of not even touched it. Um, we don't want the kids playing in it because it just we needed to kind of just figure out 
what is safe, what's not safe. And the kids know, like, now, like, here are the areas you can be in, and here's the areas we need you not to go in. Um, but I've been caught myself a few times being very choked up emotional, thinking about my great-grandparents and my grandparents and my, and my, my mom and oh, great uncle. uncles and all those people who before have put hay in here or they have fed their animals in here or they've birthed an animal in here. Um, and it's just very sentimental. It's very, it just has been kind of emotional for me, honestly. And then I also have this overwhelming feeling of knowing how proud those generations that have gone would be of what, what we've done so far. And that's not to sound pompous. It's not to sound braggy at all. But we've put a lot of hard, hard work in this place, but also a lot of emotional connection and emotional work in this too. So I feel like that's where I'm looking at the pride of, like that we've taken this and not just seen this as something to do, but for our home and for our family. And going back to the thankful for the plan that we're living through, like you and I got engaged like twenty five feet from the right. Farm. We did uh, under the one tree under on the, the property. One tree. I did. I wanted to come back here because it's the cow that stepped on her foot. And if you don't know that story, <laughs> you can read about it on our Substack or listen to a previous episode. But uh, who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? So we've got goats. We, uh, I'm, uh, so we have an, a big pasture that we thought was going to be for goats. It's like two, two and a half acres. And so the plan for that is, um, next spring to get a couple stalker cows. A stalker cow is, uh, something that's over a year old and it just needs a growing season so it can be butchered in the fall. So a steer, like a boy that doesn't have his parts, um, that are kind of useless. We're just going to buy one or two of those and feed it out, let it eat the pasture, and um, we'll have beef in the fall and hopefully Absolutely. surprise a few people with some beef. I can't say too much because they're probably listening, but yeah, like, anyway, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I, yeah, absolutely. We'll talk more about that later. Um, and, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Go ahead. And... I want to have a few pigs, and I'm going through the process of we'll seeing what see. kind of pigs that I'd like. Um, there's things that are off the table. Elizabeth had some horrible experiences with pigs as a kid. I didn't have any experiences with them, but um, we... Oh, we didn't tell them who we met, did we? We didn't tell that at all. Maybe we see that for next time. Oh, man. To, to go into that whole thing. Because I think we should interview the kids for that one. Yeah. We, Let's save it. Okay. We got to go to a, a really cool event. <laughs> you were just, uh, yeah. Just... Cool. Nice. No. <laughs> we'll tell you all about it next time. We met <laughs> one of our heroes. Our homestead heroes. Yeah. I learned a lot from him. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm looking at pigs, and I found some that actually live on pasture for the most part, but they don't get as big, and they're slower to raise. And so... Back to our issue of planning. Is is it worth it if we have to raise a pig for 12 to 18 months? We feed it little because it eats pasture except wintering the hay. Uh, or do we find a, what grows the biggest, fastest, the best? Right. We spend six months 
and you know before we leave for Gulf Shores in October, it goes to freezer camp. I just don't know the answer to that right now. I like have the idea of having the pasture mowed down by animals, but that's that's TBD figured out. So next time when we get together, we're going to talk about um, developing our garden. And we're going to talk about our adventure where we met a hero. Does that sound nice? Sounds great. I really enjoy talking to you like this. Me too. I'm glad people get to hear it. And um, even if nobody listened, I would really enjoy it because <laughs> it's a little time for us to just get away from the kids and communicate. Just sl- slow life down a little bit because um, it's easy after kids go to bed just to get task orientated. And so it kind of slows us down even just for this 40 minutes to take a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you joining us and look forward to our next podcast. And we'll talk to you soon.